0: Welcome to AMP's Simplifying Super podcast, the place where we call on the knowledge of AMP's experts to help demystify the often complex world of superannuation and retirement. I'm Adam Masters and your host of Simplifying Super. In this, the first of a two part episode, we talk to John Perry, one of AMP's resident experts, to learn more about the very big topic of retirement. For younger Australians, retirement can be an afterthought, but as those in or nearing retirement will attest, the sooner you start planning, the better. In this episode, we'll discuss how much money is needed in retirement and the different sources of income to go with it. John, welcome. Good to be here, Adam. Let's start with a rather obvious question. What is retirement?
1: Well, in basic terms, Adam, retirement refers to the the time in a person's life when they choose to permanently leave the workforce. Now, it's often accompanied by a person reaching a certain age, for example, age 60, and and being in a position to have sources of income that do not have to be earned by working. And this could include, say, income from super, saving, um, investments, and age pension if eligible. So, John, has the concept of retirement changed over the decades? It definitely has, Adam, uh, especially as life expectancies have increased over time due to medical breakthroughs and improvements in that space. Now, if I can just take you through some history, if we go back to 1909, when the age pension was first provided by the federal government, it was paid at age 65 for both men and women. Though it dropped to age 60 for women for the next year. But in 1909, the average life expectancy of a 65-year-old male was 11.34 years and 12.9 years for a 65-year-old female. Fast forward to 2020, and the average life expectancy of a 65-year-old male had increased to 20.5 years and it increased to 22.9 years for a female age 65. So both men and women are living longer and spending more time in retirement. And for some, and this may shock some of your listeners, um, some of them will actually spend as much time in retirement as they've spent in the workforce.
0: Wow. So I mean, I guess by the same token, aren't some people deferring retirement and working
1: longer as well? Yes, um, that's definitely true. And it's occurring for a variety of reasons. For some, they have an occupation or a vocation that they particularly enjoy and they'll continue to do that, sometimes even on a part-time basis. And I'm referring to people, say, as doctors, pharmacists, etc. Others continue working because they haven't saved enough for their retirement and they have to supplement their income somehow. And for others, there's a a number of mature-age Australians carrying mortgage debt into retirement and that's increasing, and many will need to keep working to pay down this debt. I
0: guess given all of these factors, how would you answer the question, when can I retire?
1: Well, that's the $64 question. And, um, and you know, for most people, the answer they would like to hear is sooner rather than later. Um, it's interesting to note that there's actually no fixed retirement age in Australia. So it's really up to individuals to determine when they retire. Um, and then there's so many aspects to consider when arriving at the right time to retire, and the answer will vary for each individual.
0: It certainly is one of those big things that people consider in their lives Um, john i'm wondering are there any common ages that
1: a person may consider actually retiring there certainly are Um, for some it might be the age when they can access their super in full Um, this is when they reach what's called their preservation age which is currently 58 and is rising to age 60 by 1 july 2024 and then retire from the workforce permanently so for some people it could be as early as 58 this used to be 55 previously so that's why maybe heard some people bending around 55 as an age or it's 58 now um, some may choose age 65 because regardless of whether you're working or not under superannuation law you are generally considered to be retired at that age and you can access your super in full at that point others may choose to work until they reach age pension age which is currently 66 and rising to 67 by 1 july 2023 and for some, that there'll be life events such as sickness, injury, or redundancy, which may also lead to an early retirement. It
0: mm, makes sense. Uh, what other factors then need to be considered when we're determining when to retire?
1: There's a number of factors that need to be considered, and these factors uh, may include things like as, how long do you think you'll be in retirement? How much do you plan to spend in retirement? Do they have enough super? and or other savings or investments do they still have a mortgage and and will they qualify for any age pension Um, there's a lot to consider there from what you're saying um, understanding
0: how much money you may need in retirement is is quite clearly important can you provide any
1: guidance on this to our listeners well the good news is that there is some guidance out there to help australians work out how much they need in retirement Uh, for example if you own your own home outright and are relatively healthy the Association of uh, Superfunds of Australia, or ASFA for short, provide estimates on how much Australians age 65 will need per year to live modestly or comfortably. This is referred to as the ASFA retirement standard, and, and they update it each quarter. Um, to give your listeners a bit of a perspective, a modest lifestyle is considered to be better than living on the age pension, while a comfortable lifestyle means someone can afford a good standard of living be involved involved in a broad range of leisure and recreational activities and travel domestically and occasionally internationally. And I must insert in in inserted commas there, once COVID permits, of course. Of course. Of course. So the ASFA estimates for a modest lifestyle in retirement for persons aged 65 as at the June 2020 quarter are $27,902 a year for singles, while couples will need a combined $43,380 a year. And the estimates for a comfortable lifestyle in retirement, the person's age 65, again at the June 2020 quarter, are $43,687 a year for singles, whilst couples will need a combined $61,909 a year.
0: Okay. So how much assets do you need to retire on to receive this income?
1: Well, the ASFA Retirement Standard also provides some guidance on how many, how much assets you might need to do either a modest or comfortable retirement. For a modest retirement this amount is seventy thousand dollars for singles or a couple now it may seem a low amount but when you consider that the age pension in this scenario will provide the bulk of that income um, you can see that the seventy thousand is actually sufficient to meet this requirement where it gets more interesting is when you're looking at the comfortable retirement requirement um, with a higher income needed and those assets jump to $545,000 for a single and $640,000 for a couple. So what if you have
0: assets in excess of the comfortable retirement amount? Is there guidance on how much income you need in retirement?
1: Yes. um, There's a useful rule of thumb which you can use in this case, and that is to assume that you will require or need 67% or 2 thirds of your pre-retirement income to maintain the same standard of living in retirement.
0: Okay, well, we've discussed income and asset numbers for retirement. I assume that this will come from various sources?
1: Uh, Yes, Adam. Uh, For most people, it will come from a a range of different sources, including superannuation, which for most people will be their main income-producing asset in retirement, um, from the age pension, for persons eligible to receive either a full or part age pension, and other assets such as investments, savings, and, and or an inheritance.
0: And I guess my next question would be, what if you're one of those people who won't have enough to retire? What options are there that can be considered?
1: Well, it will very much depend on when you determine this shortfall in retirement, because the the sooner you identify it, the more time you've got to do something about it. So let's say, for example, you've got five years to go to retirement and you're still working. Um, You've worked out that you've got a bit of a shortfall, so you can consider things such as boosting your super for additional contributions. Um, some people might even delay their retirement. Some may adjust their retirement lifestyle expectations, and there'll be others who might even sell some assets, if they have some, to build to you know, boost up their, their retirement savings. If this is determined, however, at retirement, then you've got fewer options, but you still have some options. And, and this could include, say, downsizing the family home and buying a cheaper house and and using the savings to boost their retirement. And we've seen also in recent years that some people may continue to keep working for a little longer where possible. For some, using the equity in their home to access an amount under what's called a reverse mortgage may also be an option to top up their retirement income. However, I'd suggest getting some financial advice before even going down the reverse mortgage path, as this effectively creates a debt that will have to be paid once the person is deceased down the track. And it won't be for everyone Mm -hmm.
0: okay so for most australians though their main sources of income in retirement will come from their super and from the age pension let's explore each of these a bit further uh, and we'll start with super how can you take your super at retirement
1: okay well let's assume you're retired from the workforce and you're aged 60 or older and i'll explain why the age of 60 is so important a little bit later on now you can take your super in retirement as one or more lump sum withdrawals Uh, regular income stream payments or a combination of the two. For example, uh, some people may take some of their super as a lump sum to pay off their mortgage and then use the rest as an income stream. Is there any tax payable on these withdrawals? Now, this is why the age of 60 is so important, Adam. Mm. Um, There's no tax payable on lump sum withdrawals or on income stream payments where they're received by someone aged 60 or older. It's the magic age to get to. There may be, however, some tax payable on these payments if the person is under 60. Um, So,
0: okay, that's interesting. So for someone aged, say, 60 plus, given that super withdrawals are tax-free, is it better to take their super as a lump sum rather than, say, as income stream payments?
1: Now, notwithstanding the fact that the withdrawal from super is tax-free in both cases, it'd be too simplistic to just look at it on on that level. You've got to look at other tax implications uh, before arriving at a position. And for example, what if you choose to invest your tax-free lump sums from super? The earnings from this investment will be subject to tax at your marginal tax rate. Okay? Effectively, it's added to any other income you might have, potentially pushing you into a higher marginal tax rate and possibly causing more income tax to be payable. Now compare this to what happens if you take your super as a regular income stream from the superannuation system. In the income stream, the investment earnings stay in the income stream and are not subject to tax at all. And when these earnings are paid out to the individual age 60 plus, along along with some of their initial capital, um, no income tax is paid on those payments. And it gets better. (laughs) Income payments from an income stream are not added to the person's taxable income, meaning that if they are earning income from other sources, they don't have to worry about the super payments pushing them up into a higher tax bracket.
0: Well, wow, okay. That sounds like income stream is maybe the way to go if you're age 60 or over then.
1: This is not advice, but I would argue that they should definitely be considered in the first instance. And there are different types of income streams available.
0: And I think one type is called an account-based pension. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that is right, isn't it?
1: Yes, that is correct. Um, an account-based pension is the most common type of income stream product offered today. Uh, It's called an account-based pension because the income you receive is based on the account balance each year, which grows with tax-free earnings and is reduced by pension payments, which must be made at least annually.
0: Are there any limits on how much you can take each year?
1: Well, whilst there's no maximum amount you can withdraw, there is a minimum amount which must be taken every year. And this minimum pension amount is calculated each year based on the person's age and a percentage of their account balance at 1 July each year. Um, Just for an example, for those people aged 60 to 64, the percentage is 4% per annum. So if we had an example of a 60-year-old who had an account balance of $100,000, that means that their minimum annual pension is $4,000. That is 4% of $100,000. To give the listeners an idea as to what the percentage rate is in later years, it jumps to 5% from 65 to 74. 6% from 75 to 79, 7% from 80 to 84, 9% from 85 to 89, 11% from 90 to 94, finally arriving at 14% from 95 and onwards. So there's a trend as you get older that those percentage factors become larger, requiring larger payments to be made. Now, given the COVID-19 pandemic, Uh, The government has halved the percentage factors for 2021 financial year. So for this financial year, I mentioned a 4% for a 60-year-old. It's actually 2% for this year. Now, of course, an individual can choose more than a minimum, and and that'll be based on their own circumstances. So how long would an account-based pension last? It's a good question because um, the answer is pretty much it depends. (laughs) Um, And it depends on the starting amount the investment earnings over time, and the level of pension drawdowns made each year. Um, if you're drawing greater than the minimum, it's going to run out sooner. If you're drawing the minimum, it's going to run a lot longer. So, But what I can say is it, it, it's, it it's likely that it will run out of money at some point, and it won't provide an endless income. Uh, there are other income stream products to consider if someone wants a guaranteed income for life.
0: So John, is there a limit on how much can be invested in an account-based
1: pension? Um, Yes, there is. The government in 2017 placed a limit on the amount of super that can be transferred into an income stream, which includes an account-based pension, and this limit is $1.6 million. If a person has a balance above that amount in super, then the excess will need to be left in the super accumulation phase, uh, where earnings will be taxed at a concessional rate of 15% or taken out of super completely. Now, can a person
0: choose the investments for their account-based pension?
1: Well, The answer is generally yes, as most account-based pension providers will have an investment menu with various investment options, say, from conservative to more aggressive, which individuals can select to match their individual investment risk profile.
0: And John, what happens if one were to die while in an account-based pension? Is is any balance still available to, say, their next of kin?
1: the good thing about account-based pensions, and one reason why they're so popular, is that the account balance on death is available to the deceased beneficiaries and is not lost. Okay. So the balance can be paid as a lump sum to beneficiaries and as or an income stream to the surviving spouse. Is there any tax payable on these death benefits? Now, lump sum death benefits paid to a spouse or a tax dependent, um, say a child under 18, are not subject to tax. But if paid to a non-dependent adult child some tax may be payable on the taxable component at up to 15 percent plus medicare levy now where the best benefit is paid as an income stream to the surviving spouse the tax treatment will depend on the age of the deceased and the age of the spouse at that time generally no tax is payable if either the deceased or the spouse is aged 60 or over at the time of death uh, however if both are under 60 then there may be some income tax to pay on the income stream until the beneficiary reaches age 60 the rules are complex in this space and i would suggest that advice be sought
0: now john you said previously that there are other types of income streams available at retirement do you want to just loop back and elaborate on this now
1: sure happy to do so um, the other main type of top of income stream is called an annuity uh, an annuity provides a series of regular payments over a set number of years or for the life of the person depending on whether one opts for a fixed term annuity or a lifetime annuity. The payments received will depend on factors such as the amount invested, the age at purchase, and an actuary will determine the amount that can be paid for either a fixed term or for life. So are there any pros and cons to annuities? Um, As always, there are both pros and cons. Um, The main benefit is that annuity payments are guaranteed, either for a fixed term or for life if that option is selected. Um, They will continue regardless of the movements in investment markets and will provide some certainty. And where the annuity is purchased with some super money, uh, the payments will be tax-free from age 60. And some annuities um, also have some favourable social security treatment and we'll cover that in in another podcast. However, there is a trade-off to having this certainty. There is limited or no access to lump sums from the annuity once it's commenced. It may not be possible to transfer that annuity money to another pension product. In the long run, an annuity might pay lower returns than, say, a market-linked investment. And depending on the annuity type and the options ticked, there may be little or no benefit payable to beneficiaries in the event of premature death.
0: John, thank you once again for your time and your insights on this very important topic.
1: To our listeners, if you'd
0: like further information, please visit amp.com.au forward slash super. And remember, as always, it's important to consider getting expert advice before making
1: any financial decisions.